Welcome to the Cold Brew Podcast. I am Dave Gasper, joined as always by Matt Carroll. You know who we are. We've been through this plenty of times. Uh, we are almost to spring training. We are almost there. By the time we talk next week, pitchers and catchers will have reported. Think about it. Think about it. We are. This is our last podcast before pitchers and catchers report. Of the, of the true offseason, our last podcast. Raise a glass to that, Matt. Raise a glass to that. There it is. What do you got in there? The Sierra Nevada Celebration Ooh. Celebration IPA, actually. There you go. Oh, there you go. Perfectly celebrating. It Ooh. is finally almost here. Pitchers and catchers reporting. Spring training. Mitts popping. Bats cracking. Uh, Matt, I feel I feel 10 degrees warmer already. I well, I don't because it was nice and snowy out. To you guys got a way more than we got. We got a shit ton of snow. My yeah. God, five to eight inches, winds like 40 miles an hour. Like it was, it was a mess. The roads were terrible. Um, but you know, you just kind of got to go go through and just think about the warmer weather. Yeah, it's just true. think about I should be in Arizona right now, but I'm not. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, it is, yeah, it was, it was bad. How, how bad did you guys get it down there? Got like an inch of slush, basically. That was about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Not much anything. Everything is slush up here, but we got five inches of slush. <laughs> oh, that's so, yeah, fun times. Uh, you know, and then when you're just like trying to walk and you step in like just enough slush that like your foot skids and like you're, it's just, I had that like three times just walking to my car. After work, I'm just like, God damn it. Gross. I'm ready for spring. Yes. Spring training? Yes. Yeah. I am very much ready for spring training. Um, and segue, who isn't ready for spring training is Aaron Ashby. Uh, uh, yeah. Good segue. Good segue. Yeah, n- not, not my best segue, but... Aaron Ashby, uh, it turns out, is not going to be ready for the start of spring training. He's dealing with some shoulder fatigue uh, that has been bothering him. You know, he had the shoulder inflammation at the end of last year, and it still kind of was bothering him as he started to ramp up for this year. So he's kind of been shut down, and he is likely to miss opening day. And, Matt, this has a couple of, of cascading ramifications uh, two big words back to back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ashby now out of the picture for the opening day roster. So that opens th- opens things up for Adrian Hauser to claim the six starter job. Uh, I, I think he's he's a shoe in for that at this point. This definitely opens up opportunities for Bryce Wilson uh, and Jansen Junk as well. Two other guys who are competing for rotation spots with Ashby now out of the picture at least initially. Those guys move up on the depth chart, and they stand a much better chance of making the opening day roster. Yeah, particularly Bryce Wilson, uh, who is without minor league options. He, it, It's roster or bust for him. Um, mm-hmm. That sure makes it a lot higher of a chance for him making it now, um, not just because there's an open spot, <laughs> um, but because they may end up needing that starting pitching depth. And the talk when they acquired him was that he could go kind of either way. Um, they could have him kind of be a swing man, start some games, pitch long relief, pitch middle relief. Um, they're, they might end up needing all of those abilities in the early parts of the season for sure. Um, yeah, I, it was always going to be interesting what ended up happening with Ashby with regards to the starting rotation, though. Um, I think you're most of us probably assume that it's the big three plus Lauer and Wade Miley are your five to start off. I mean, could always see what happens in spring training, but at least starting off, that's what you knock on wood that everyone's healthy. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Very good point. (laughs) Already we're having to knock on wood and no one's even reported yet. Um, But, you know, they went to, a six-man rotation quite a bit last year. Granted, that was partially because of the condensed schedule that was created because of the lockouts. 
Um, so there might be less of a need to do it this year. But if that were, were to be the case, there was definitely going to be a fight between him and Hauser as to who was going to get that. And if you looked at the performances last year, Ashby as a starter performed better than Hauser did. And so you would have thought that maybe, you know, even though Hauser had the experience that Ashby, you know, especially since he has maybe a little bit higher ceiling at this point, definitely a higher ceiling at this point than Hauser, um, might have had a leg up in that. And now he's going to start the season on the shelf at the very least. So hopefully, I mean, they say it's fatigue. Hopefully it's something they just need to shut him down again, build him back up and everything's good. But um, as we saw last year with how kind of quickly they had to build up everyone with the uh, at once the lockout was lifted, you can't take that stuff for granted. So be careful. We do not want to go through the same thing with the starting rotation this year that we went through last year in terms of injuries. Yeah, yeah, they really don't. And, I mean, they, they are better positioned this year because they have a lot more depth. Um, you know, and that's where the additions of Wilson and Jung come in. Um, and just kind of looking at that group with Hauser and Wilson being out of options and Aaron Ashby already signed to an extension, you know, as long as he's healthy, he's going to be on the big league club. You know, if all three of those guys don't make the rotation – I don't see any way in which all three of them also remain in the bullpen. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to keep three long relievers in Ashby, Hauser, and Wilson on the roster. You're just not. So, of that group, who's most likely to get cut? That'd be Wilson. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's the newest to the group. Uh, he's had the least amount of success in, major, in, in the big league so far. So, he would be shown the door. But now with Ashby out of the picture in the meantime, they could carry both Hauser and Wilson in that bullpen um, and go to a six-man rotation if they need be and, and you know still have one of those guys as a long guy in the pen um, and just kind of fill them in wherever they want to. So that does make things a, a lot easier for Wilson. Uh, it's, it's a very tough break for Ashby. I mean, he's coming off a, a pretty strong season last year. And, you know, really looking to build in, in 2023. I mean, he, he has an opportunity here to, to really uh, declare himself as, as a starting pitcher going for I mean, he was back and forth uh, a bunch last year, but he could really set himself apart and being a, a future piece in that rotation. And the Brewers believe he will, uh, but he's going to have to wait a little while because uh, of this shoulder fatigue. And, you know, there's no timeline on this. You know, we, we don't know how long it'll be. Hopefully it's not too long. But, you know, it is something that that's a concern that we have an injury like this popping up. And like you said, spring training hasn't even started yet. Yeah. And they just invested in him for five years. He got that nice little contract extension early last year. And this is how we kind of start off the new Aaron Ashby era is with an injury, which kind of a bummer. Um, I mean, kind of a big bummer. What's that? So it's kind of a big bummer. Kind of a big bummer, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, Freddie Peralta signs his extension. A couple of years later, he ends up uh, getting an injury. Ashby signs his extension. He ends up getting an injury, you know, sooner. I I, I don't want to say stop signing people to extensions because well, we, need we to don't want to say that because extensions. We're trying to get them to sign Corbin Burns to an extension. That's but, what we're trying to do. Dang it, this Yelich, he kind of. You know, has turned into what he's turned into. Granted, that's because of a fluke kneecap injury, I think we'd like to say. Is this a hot take alert from Matt no, Carroll? Just a are, are we series, going with a hot take here? This is a series of unfortunate events alerts, is that each time we sign someone to an extension lately, something bad happens. It's kind of ridiculous. Big extension, small extension doesn't seem to matter. It's all just random. Like, I get it. People get injured. But, man... What the heck? See, it, this is why the Brewers are not signing anyone to extensions at this point. <laughs> Everyone's like, sign Willie, sign Burns, sign Woodruff. And then you're just like, oh, well, everyone who, who's signed an extension to is going to get hurt, pointing out the obvious. And now, now they're going to be like, yeah, you know what? Let's just not sign anybody. Yeah. Uh, that's my fear. It, Matt Arnold, if you're listening to the podcast, just ignore everything I just said. 
Extensions are yeah. good. Sign people to extensions. Ignore that. Yes. Extensions are good. Sign Corbin Burns to an extension yeah. if you're listening, Matt Arnold. Please do. Talk that. to Mark. Get the money. Pay the man. Okay? Do it for do it with Willie Domus as well. And Brandon Woodruff for, for, for that matter. You know what? Sign all three of them. Um Yeah. That is that is my my legal advice to you, Matt Arnold. Uh, Love it. Yes. Yes, that's what we need to do. Um, yeah, no, I mean, we're, we're coming up on spring training and, you know, rotation depth already being tested. Um, and then you've got some of these guys that aren't even going to be in camp for a mm-hmm. bit. They're going to be hanging out with their team on the World Baseball Classic. That's going to be a lot of fun. The, the rosters have just been released. Um, so we've got a full list of, of all the brewers that are in the World Baseball Classic this year. There are, uh, let's let's count them here. Let's see. We got 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. 14 brewers Woo! in the World Baseball Classic. Big leagues, minor leagues. Uh, we can run through the whole list here, but uh, starting off, with the reigning World Baseball Classic champions, the greatest country in the world, Team USA. 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 All right, I went one too long there. We have America's closer, Devin Williams, on the roster. That's why he better be closing games for, for Team America. Because I, want, I so desperately want to tweet out Devin Williams, America's closer. I already did that today, but I will be doing it again and again throughout the World Baseball Classic. I'm sorry. I just got really thrown off by something that's showing is trending on Twitter that I'm just going to send you later because we're not going to get into that. That's super weird. Um, Yep. Sorry. Matt's distracted on the podcast. (laughs) All right. You're all just going to have to wonder what the heck it was that I just saw. Um yeah. I don't believe what I just saw. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Good good pull. Thank um, you. Yes, Devin Williams, the airbender, who, by the way, I don't know if you saw McKelvey's post. It wasn't McKelvey's tech. It was an MLB.com post about the nastiest pitch um, yep. per team. Yep. Did not go to Devin Williams for the Brewers. No, no. Went oh, to uh, another a uh, stud. Yeah. Uh, stud ace on the team. Yeah. The cutter of Corbin Burns. Yes. So, um, a pitch that's worthy of receiving an extension. It's yes, that's true. You sensing a theme here, everyone? Yes. Um, but one A, one B, let's just call it that. Devin Williams, the airbender, one of the dirtiest pitches in all of baseball in the world. Let's just say it. Well, now it's in the World Baseball Classic because. Damn right. You're right. He better be closing. He's one of the top relievers in all of baseball. I mean, I I don't have Team USA's roster up. Do we have anyone else who's really even considered for? So closing? David Bednar is on the uh, team as well. He's also a closer. Yeah. Um, let's, let's pull up the rest here. There, there's a couple of other guys. Uh. There we go. Uh, Devin Williams is the only brewer on Team USA, uh, which is interesting. Let's see what else. We got Jason Adam, a reliever for the Rays. Daniel Bard, closer for the Rockies, but he's also like 39. Uh, Kendall Graveman uh, is there. Adam Ottavino, Ryan Presley. Uh, Presley of the Astros, he's uh, good, could be in there. But other than that, uh, then, then there's Devin Williams. So I don't know. Of that group. I'd go Devin Williams. I may be slightly yeah. biased. Uh, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that. I'm, I'm a little biased towards Devin Williams, but... Same. I mean, really, you you, you can't really go wrong with any of those choices. No. Um, but if it were me, if I were the manager of Team USA, I'd go Devin Williams. Yeah, 100%. I, the only one, I think the only one you even mildly consider there is Ryan Presley. Um, he had a good finish to last season, but uh, I... I 
I'm going to, of course, I'm going to be biased here too. Um, but as someone who owned Ryan Presley in fantasy, I will say <laughs> that I would still go Devin Williams over Ryan Presley as closer. America's closer, Devin Williams. Let's lock it in. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, with all the rosters, I mean, Devin Williams, you got Team USA, um, which is fantastic. Then we got some other representation. We got we got several other players, you know, all throughout uh, the world here. Let's go with our neighbors to the south. That is Mexico. Uh, Luis Urias and Rowdy Telez, born in California, uh, is on Team Mexico. So that's going to be a uh, star-studded Brewers infield there for Team Mexico. Two infielders. Uh, over there, and uh, I am excited to see both those guys uh, for Team Mexico. Definitely. Did you see their offense, Team Mexico's offense? They've yeah. got quite the group. Woo! That team's it's light on pitching because they're just, you've got uh, Julio Arias, uh, Taiwan Walker, maybe one or two other guys, um, but their offense. Randy Rosarena, I remember seeing in there. Um, God, I'd have to pull it up again, but um, that team's gonna have some pop, like. They might just plain outslug some other teams to try and advance. Alejandro Kirk. Yep. Isaac Paredes, uh, Joey Manises, Jonathan Aranda, mm-hmm. Luis Arias, Ramon Arias, the brothers together again, Alec Thomas, Alex Verdugo, Jaron Duran, yep. Rosa Reina. Yeah, it's a, that's a good squad mm-hmm. uh, that they got down there. Yeah. Uh, it'll be fun to see. I'll be curious to see if uh, – like b- both of the two start, um, but if I would think so, I have to think that Telez will because I didn't see anyone else who'd start over him at Tal- first. Telez will probably start. I believe I believe Arias will start. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, who else do they have on that roster? That I mean, Paredes is like a third baseman. Manises is like a first baseman. Aranda, I think, is more of a corner guy as well. I mean, he's got. It's Luis and Ramon as the shortstops, and then Alan Trejo, you know. I think I'd go with Luis Arias of, yeah. of that group. Yeah, I think so, too. So, so yeah, we should see the Arias brothers a lot and uh, plenty of Rowdy Telez. Telez could have played for Mexico, USA, or Team Israel. Mm-hmm. And he chose... Mexico, partly because of his great friendship with Luis Arias, um, which is, it just, it, I love it so much that they're like best buddies. Because <laughs> Telez is, is 6'4, 255, Arias is 5'9, 185. <laughs> and they're just <laughs> big brother, little brother, and it's just so fun to see. And I mean, Rowdy's just fun in general. And like, we all know Luis is like the little brother of the team, and it's just so fun to see them together. It's like the movie Twins with Arnold yeah. and Danny DeVito or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, then our neighbors to the north, Team Canada. We got one current brewer on the roster and a former brewer. We got Abraham Toro just acquired uh, this offseason, and he's going to be battling for a roster spot. But he's going to be on Team Canada to start. And, Matt, who's the uh, other former brewer on Team Canada? My boy. Oh, my heart's so happy about this. Mr. Jonathan Axford. Yes. Back with Team Canada. The Axeman at 40 years old. No, <laughs> 39. He's going to be 40 years old on March 1st. So uh, during the WBC, he's going to turn 40. And he's pitching like for Team weeks. Canada. Hey. That is uh, that is going to be fun. Yeah, and coming back from he had had that post out, um, kind of telling people how his progress has had been since uh, having to have Tommy John. We remember when he, you know, played in 2021 and you know got to pitch. I was there. Was three or four batters, I think only. Yeah, um, he couldn't even make it through the inning, and yeah. then it blew out. Yeah. So, um, but very sad. Wanted, yeah, but he he kind of like didn't think it, it, he was quite done yet, so wanted to um, give it one last go. And what better way to do it than for Team Canada? So let's see. I hope he actually ends up getting to pitch. Um, 
we'll see. They've got they got a lot of pitchers on that roster. A lot, a lot of pitchers on that roster. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Moving down the list here as we go through. Um, let's see. We've got for Team Puerto Rico. Alex Claudio, non-roster invitee, is not going to be at camp just yet. He's going to be with Team Puerto Rico, and uh, he's going to be uh, on a very strong uh, Puerto Rican team as well. Huh. Pulling up that roster, I'm going to see you got Claudio there. Uh, you got Edwin Diaz. Uh, yeah, I think Edwin Diaz is probably going to be the closer for that team. <laughs> just, yeah, just a guess there. Uh, Jose Barrios. Marcus Stroman, Christian Vasquez, MJ Melendez, Kike Hernandez, Francisco Lindor, Javi Baez, Jose Miranda. Yeah, it's a good team. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah. Whoever's created the Wikipedia page needs to hurry up and start updating. I did not have that entire (laughs) I have pulled up MLE.com's list. Well, that's what I got now. Yeah. All right, but moving on to, uh, let's see, where else can we go here? Uh, we got a couple of names on Team Panama, Javi Guerra, an offseason acquisition, and Matt Hardy, a minor league pitcher. Uh, they're going to be on Team Panama. Uh, heading down to uh, Team Nicaragua, we got Carlos Rodriguez, Brewers minor league pitcher right. of the year last year. He's going to be for team pitching for Team Nicaragua. The pitcher. The pitcher, yes. In the land down under on Team Australia, you've got Alex Hall, who famously last year got called up for one game when the Brewers needed an emergency catcher. And uh, came up, sat on the bench for a game, made probably half his season salary in the minor leagues and just one game check at the big leagues. Uh, Then immediately was designated for assignment and sent back down. Uh, so great job by him, but he's going to be down there for Team Australia. Mm-hmm. And then uh, let's see here. Oh, Team Dominican Republic, who enter the tournament maybe as the favorites. Uh, that is as loaded a position player group as you're going to find. And it's partly because of one Willie Adamas leading the way for Team Dominican Republic, along with new brewer Yoel Piamps. Uh, who was acquired in the three-team William Contreras trade. But, Matt, this Dominican Republic roster is freaking insane. Ooh, trying to get to it again. Lost Francisco it. Mejia, Gary Sanchez, Gene Segura, Jeremy Pena, Cattell Marte. Like, like, just here's this list of infielders. You got Willie Adamas, Gene Segura, Jeremy Pena, Cattell Marte, Manny Machado, Nelson Cruz, Rafael Devers, Robinson Cano, Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Wander Franco. Hmm. That's just the infielders. Jesus. Like, that's that's more than an all-star team's worth. Yeah. And then in the outfield. Oh, by the way. Oh, my God. Then in the outfield, Eloy Jimenez, Juan Soto, Julio Rodriguez, reigning rookie of the year, and Teoscar Hernandez. Imagine you're going to have to – Eloy Jimenez is going to be sitting. Like he's going to be on the bench <laughs> because look, you've got the other three. Who like, do you play insane. at – who do you play at shortstop between Jeremy Pena, oh, oh, Wander Franco, yeah. Manny Machado? Who, who do you play there? Third base, you could put Devers. You could also put Machado. Yeah. You know, you, you're sitting Gene Segura, most likely. You're sitting Cattell Marte, most likely. Yeah. You're definitely sitting Robinson Cano. <laughs> like, Wander Franco could put him at shortstop. Willie Adamas could put him at shortstop. Yeah. I mean, like, at the very least, someone's going to get to play DH. Uh, Guerrero is probably the only sure thing. Like, he'll, he'll be at first. And yeah. the rest of it is, good God. So interchangeable. Yeah. I mean, who who's the best defender at Chorus? I mean, Machado's over at third base now, mostly. Uh, I mean, Jeremy Pena's yeah. young, but he's good. Wander Franco's good, but how good is he defensively? Willie Adamas may be the starting shortstop, just because he's the best one defensively yeah. of the group. Yeah. Pena won a gold glove, though, so. Okay, so maybe Pena. But also, I mean. 
But hitting Pena wise, is a little bit younger. Adamas has yeah. some more experience. Could, let, let's put it this way. The Dominican Republic could not make a, a wrong decision here. No, not at all. Not at <laughs> They're going to be just fine no matter what wow. they do. Just unbelievable. Man. All right. And Joel Pionce is there. Hey, uh, good. you made it. Good job. Good for you. Congratulations. He'll be a reliever over there. Um, all right. Team Israel, Robert Stock, a non-roster invitee. He's going to be playing for them. Um, so that's going to be it's going to be fun to get a first look at Robert Stock. I've seen him on Twitter, and he's very funny. So I'm um, excited. Yeah. yeah I, I, I'm a big fan of him already just because he has a good good social media presence. He's, he's got a good personality. I, I'm rooting for the guy. Absolutely. Yeah, um, all right, and then moving on to our final team with uh, Brewers on it, Team Italy, Italiano, <laughs> Club Spaghetti. No, uh, and on that club we got two Brewers in there. Yeah. Sal Freelich, Brewers number two prospect, top thirty prospect in all of baseball. Uh, I mean, this news we we kind of knew was coming, but also in there, although perhaps less exciting. Michele Vassalotte, uh, who was a minor league pitcher who's down in A-ball last year for the Brewers. Uh, he's also on Team Italy, but Matt, uh, with Sal Freelich entering camp really with a, a strong chance to earn an opening day roster spot, he will instead be playing in the World Baseball Classic, Classic for Team Italy. And, I mean, he's going to be facing some, some, you know, bigger, you know, more experienced guys. Um, and that, I think, is only going to help him uh, as he battles for a spot in, in really kind of heightened competitive environment rather than early Cactus League games. Yeah, I mean, you know the uh, the team will be keeping an eye on him, seeing how he performs. He is in, so Team Italy is in the pod that includes the Netherlands, um, who've had some big tournaments in the past, Cuba, uh, who's always going to be a strong team, and Panama. Um so, oh, nice. Thank you. Um, who, oh, by the way, um, oh, yeah, no, we already mentioned Panama. Um, but, yeah, so he's got some decent competition to be able to play against and make a name for himself. Um, I, I I, was kind of of the mindset that he was going to be a little bit of a long shot to make the roster anyway, just experience-wise, wanting to maybe have, you know, some guys in the outfield who have played a little bit longer, like Tyrone Taylor, um, and maybe he eventually works his way onto that roster, maybe like a month or two into the season. Um, but it's going to be even harder to get that opening day spot not actually being there with the team. As much as they're going to keep tabs on him, um, like you need to be in camp, like in front of the coaches if you really want to make that roster spot. So, um, But, I mean, getting the chance to play for – your country, um, your heritage in a tournament that only comes around every few years. Like you can't, Sal Freelich is going to have a long MLB career. I am all but sure of it. He'll get there. He'll get his spot. Like take this opportunity now while it's there. Um, Cause you never know, like Italy might not qualify for the next one yeah. or two world baseball classics. Like they're not, they're not a team USA. They're not a, Dominican Republic. They're not a team that's always going to make it. So if they're in and you have a chance to play, you got to do it. I don't blame them one bit for that. Yeah, it's um, it's an incredible opportunity for him and and, and also for Vasilati as well. But I mean, like it, it's things like this that will get you like more experience. Like he is still going to be getting reps. You know, you, even if it's not in Cactus League play. Um, it's going to be in a, in a very competitive environment against, you know, a lot of, you know, experienced pitchers as well, um, who are, you know, not just going to be looking to get their work in, uh, but looking to get you out and looking to win the game. So that's going to uh, be very, very fun to see him uh, in that environment. So, I mean, that's really kind of the, you know, the, the big prospect, you know, we got a couple other, you know, Minor prospects around them. I mean, Carlos Rodriguez is probably the next closest, you know, big prospect uh, that the Brewers have. I mean, you got, you know, like Matt Hardy, Michele Vesalate, uh, Alex Hall. Not necessarily, you know, top 30 prospects, but 
Um, then you got Sal Freelich, who I think is the highest rated prospect in all of baseball that's playing in the WBC. Yeah, he might be because um, Team USA has plenty. Team of, USA is all big leaguers. Yeah, they don't need to have prospects on their team. Yeah, he might very well be. He was the first one that I saw MLB Pipeline tweet out about today, so I think he's got to be. Um, yeah. Shout out to Vasilati, by the way. Had a, I did not realize he had a 2.64 ERA last year. 33 yeah. low A Carolina. Um, nice little bounce back season to 21, which went a little rougher. First year being converted to a reliever, though. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah. There, there are also another uh, couple of former Brewers um, that are in the WBC. Eric Sogard is playing for the uh, Czech Republic. Um, yes, apparently, he apparently he's his uh, mother's side is is Czech. I did not know that um, until today. But, uh, yeah, so Eric Sogard is, is playing for the Czech Republic now. Um, Jonathan Scope is on the Netherlands. I know he wasn't our favorite former brewer. Um, but, uh, yeah, those are another couple guys out there. Um, let's see. Yeah, this is going to be very – I'm very excited. Wei Chung Wei. Wei Chung Wei Chung Wong, yes, on, on Chinese Taipei. That almost forgot. Dude. How could I forget Wei Chung Wong? Yeah. The linchpin to the biggest disaster in Brewers history. <laughs> Until the Josh Hader trade. Just right to it, I know. Uh man, but like I'm looking at like the 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 setup for this. Pool D is absolutely loaded. Puerto Rico, Venezuela, Dominican Republic, Israel, and Nicaragua. Ooh. I mean, Oh, oh, weird. Oh, yeah, that's that. I remember actually, I remember them talking about that. Um, I saw someone talking about that on Twitter being like, there's going to be three teams that are going to be left home and there, there's going to be some good teams to not advance out of that pool. That's going to be yeah. crazy. I will be surprised as hell if the Dominican Republic is not one of the teams that advances. Well, I'll just yeah. I'll just say that right now. That should so, be one of them. So you've got Venezuela, Puerto Rico, Israel, and Nicaragua battling for that last spot to advance. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good luck. That'll be interesting. Oh. Oh, there. There we go. I saw Brewer's Prospect, and I was like, oh, yeah, Carlos Sorge, your guess. Yeah. I forgot. So that is the World Baseball Classic. That's going to be uh, coming up here, and that is going to be so much fun. Uh, We need baseball in our lives. I feel like Mm -hmm. I'm going nuts without it. Um, So the WBC being here uh, is fantastic. I wish we had it last year because that would have really gotten us through the lockout. Yeah. You know? Because the WBC, I, I feel like, would go on, like, Regardless of if Major League Baseball's in a lockout or not, I feel like the WBC would still happen, mm-hmm. you know, if they had it scheduled for then. Um, that would have been sweet. You'd think, and then would players have, or teams have been able to tell any of their players no? If they wouldn't be able, they, they aren't in a, they right. wouldn't have been able to be in contact with them. Yeah. So anyone who wanted to, to play like, could have played. See ya. <laughs> we'll play for the w, WBC. Man, that would have been funny just for that. Uh, fact alone. Yeah. Yeah, and then we wouldn't have seen all of them, you know, just hanging out outside some uh, hotel in Florida or something, trying to figure it out. Oh man, those were the days, huh? Resting on the tweets of Bob Nightingale to get us through <laughs> the night. Uh, all right, it looks like Rob Manfred's walking back over. Wait, nope, he's just checking his golf swing. Doofus. Bob Knight and that, that was a good redemption story last year. I will I'll admit that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then he continues to do Bob things uh-huh. afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, all right. Let's see. What else has been going on in the land of the Brewers? Oh, yes. Ben Sheets. Ben yeah. Sheets has been elected to the Brewers Walk of Fame. Um, and, you know, two years in a row now with a Walk of Fame election. Prince Fielder last year, now Ben Sheets. Oh, man, the, the childhood Brewer fan in me is just tingling <laughs> inside. Right? Speaking of Team USA, by the way, Ben Sheets, the winner of the Golden uh, yes. Game. 
for the Brewer uh, for Team USA in the Olympics, the last Olympics to have baseball. Yep. And Tommy Lasorda is like, this guy is going to be great. Yep. And he was right. Absolutely. Uh-huh. If only he could have stayed healthy. Yeah, that's true. Um, but I, mean, I, I totally forgot. You know, when so last off season, I'd. Uh, put up that piece about top 15 pitchers in Brewers history. Still out there. You can still go find it. Um, I had totally forgotten that uh, that he got injured at the end of 2008 until I was going back and going through that story. Um, and yeah, at the at the very very end of that season. So he didn't. He he has never pitched a playoff game, even though he was on the Brewers in 2008. He's never pitched a playoff game in his career, which sucks for him. But I mean he. Yeah. All those injuries. He ended Just up think what they could have done in that NLDS. Oh. If they if they had him starting mm-hmm. uh, one of those games rather than um, freaking what's-his-name that completely blew it. Uh, Supon or Markham? My guess is Supon. Um, I thought Markham was 2011. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to get my years straight now. Now I'm, now I'm all messed up. Yeah, I think I, I think it was Supon. Yeah, against the Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Supon. Now we now we've mentioned him on the on the podcast. You know we're getting towards the end of the offseason <laughs> when we start bringing up that name. Yep. Back to uh, Ben. Back to Ben Sheets. He's the man of the yeah, hour. Yeah, Ben Sheets. Yeah, that was. Oh my god. Okay, let me go. Four time All Star. Uh, eighth in the Cy Young in two thousand four. Team leader. Uh, single season strikeout leader still for the Brewers to this day. Two six four. Just wrote about it. Yep, two hundred sixty four strikeouts in two thousand four. Yeah, it was Supon that blew it in game four. Okay. Bag. All right. Anyways. Um. Yeah. No. Just absolutely incredible stuff. And like his command too. Like he didn't walk anybody. Mm -mm. Like at all. Um, bunch of strikeouts, no walks, just the most beautiful curveball you could ever. Twelve to to six. Oh, gorgeous! That eighteen strikeout game. Um, he should have finished much higher in the Cy Young voting two thousand four. Um, totally not salty about that at all. But yeah, just an incredible career. One of the most talented arms um, that the Brewers had ever seen. Uh, in their uniform until Corbin Burns came along, just saying, um, and totally deserving of this honor. And the Walk of Fame has been notoriously stingy, it feels like, in recent yes. years. You know, there's been a lot of years without anyone being elected, and there's a long list of candidates that, you know, you'd think some of these guys would have gotten in by now. So let's do our top five snubs Ooh. of the walk of fame okay all right so yeah it is are we gonna, are we gonna draft snubs <laughs> sure we... yeah we, we can draft snubs going back and forth here okay all right am i starting or are you starting who's starting um hold on a second let me pull, try to pull up the ballot here okay uh that way I can look. I should have done this before, but other stuff popped up on Twitter, then all of a sudden it went away. I'm like, dang it. Um, so now I've got to scroll through, try to find wherever it was. Dun, 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 dun. How are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing good. I'm trying to plot out my uh, my snubs here a little bit. Hmm. I think I've got some good. I think between the two of us, we'll have a good good. Five and five. All right, so if you want to go first, then. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off with... Oh, my gosh, there's so many good ones here. Shoot, I, I mean, I'm going to start off with Ted Simmons. Ted Simmons. All right, yeah. Hall, recent Hall of Famer. Snub. Yeah, Hall of Famer seems, seems deserving of the Walk of Fame. That should get you on the walk. You'd think, yeah. All right, so now Simmons is off the board. I can't take him. Correct. Correct. Okay. All right. Let's see. For my first pick, then, 
Dun, dun, dun. I am going to select. I'm going to select Jeff Cirillo. Okay, good one. Jeff, Jeff Cirillo is one of the best pure hitters in, in Brewers franchise history. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think he's he's certainly been underrated because he was on teams in the 90s. Um, then he came back for a little bit in the mid-2000s. But Cirillo is someone who put up fantastic career numbers. Uh, let me try to pull them up here, uh, depending on how fast my computer will work. Uh, but he was a fantastic hitter, completely underrated. And he still kind of, you know, hangs around, you know, the, the organization. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, has done some some stuff there coming back, you know, doing, uh, you know, color commentary or whatever when, when Rock is out. Uh, but... Yeah, career 296 hitter um, in a Brewers uniform, eight years in Brewers uniform, career 307 hitter. Yeah, I mean, seems like a guy worthy of induction to the Walk of Fame to me. I would agree. Um, that he ha- he was among my next kind of few I was going to consider. Um, so for my number two, I'm going to go with a, actually an even older player here. Uh, no. Well, actually, kind of similar time frame, a little bit. Um, I'm gonna go Mike Caldwell. Oh, okay. Uh, good, okay. good career in a Brewer uniform. Still has the single season uh, record for ERA at a 2.36. Has the single season record for wins with 22. Um, That's never 23 be complete again. games he had in 1978. Also, never gonna be touched again. Six shutouts. Also won't be touched again. He is all over the team's leaderboards and was uh, on that team. Big part of the 1982 team that went to the World Series. Um, he was yeah. right there in that rotation. So yeah, absolutely. I could feel could like, not agree more. De- definitely deserving. Yeah, definitely deserving. Your number. All right. My next pick is the franchise leader in saves. Give me Danny Plesac. How is Danny Plesac not in there? the franchise leader in the save since 1992 come on put him in there he comes back you know gives us a big old bucket of sassy <laughs> i love that uh, guy and he loves the brewers put him in the walk of fame yep what he did i mean with this team's history with closers and just what he was able to do in that role give me danny please in the walk of fame yes 100 percent. 100 percent. yep he was he was another one i had among the group. Um, okay. We're in round three here. Uh, which of these do I want to go? I'm going pitcher again, um, but I'm going newer pitcher. Um, I'm going Giovanni Gallardo. Oh, okay. Gallardo um, from 2007 to 2014. Um, just an absolute strikeout machine for the Brewers. Uh, was an all-star. Uh, is the Brewers... Pitcher home run leader, not giving up yes. home runs, hitting home runs. And he hit a and home no run. no one is touching that yet. Johnson, the big unit. Yeah. I mean, how much more impressive do you get than that? But as a pitcher, I mean, he was, he was easily the Brewers' best pitcher. He had the longest streak of um, opening day starts, I believe, still, if I remember correctly. I, I believe he had so. Five of them in a row, I want to say. Um yeah, I, and we're starting to see players from that era start to uh, make that Wall of Fame as we're seeing. So, Walk of Fame. Um, so, I would go Giovanni Gallardo. All right. Excellent, excellent choice. Oh, man. So many so many different ways to go here. Uh, let's see. All right. My next selection for the Brewers Walk of Fame snubs as we sit here in, in the middle of round three. I'm going to go with the Cy Young winner, Pete Vukovic. I was thinking of him soon, too. Pete Vukovic was a big part of those uh, playoff teams in 81 and 82. You know, big acquisition that they got. And, I mean, come on. With all the things that he did, taking them to, to the World Series, give me Pete Vukovic in the Walk of Fame. Yep, I'd 100% go there, too. Um, okay, number four. Oh, geez. Uh, we're getting down to it, and there's still so many names to pick. Yeah, and solid ones, too. Um, 
Michael Blazik. No. Okay. <laughs> How is Michael Blazik on this on this ballot? Uh, How did man, he make it here? I think we don't. Unfortunately, in here we don't have the eligibility standards. I'm sure it's he was just on the team because it shows him 13, 14, 15, 16, 16, 16, five years. So I imagine like that's probably your minimum is you've got to be on the team for at least five years. I mean, Keon Broxton is also here and he was only here for three. Yeah, that's true. Then I guess <laughs> I, I got no idea. I got I got no idea how like maybe hopefully this is just like a, a Hall of Fame ballot type thing where if you don't get enough a certain percentage of votes, you fall off because I got no idea how how Michael Blazik and Keon Broxton are here. Yeah, no offense to those guys, but also you're not even close. Yeah, no, not so much. Um. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Part of me wants. Uh, let's go. You know what? I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna go further, further back in the way back machine. Um, and go wow. Jim Slayton for this as well. Um, okay. Another big pitcher, um, a, a long-tenured pitcher for the Brewers, was there since the very, very beginning. Um, and he's on, if you look at the the top 10 career lists for pitching, it is Jim Slayton all over the place. Um, Jim Slayton and, and Mike Caldwell together. Yep. Slayton, I think, has uh, the most innings pitched um, and games pitched in, or starts, I should say, um, if I remember correctly. So... Um, he, he's kind of, again, like starting in 1971 there from the very beginning, um, he just for having kind of helped build the team through those lean years and being one of the few, you know, bright stars on a team that was, uh, you know, not great early. Um, you know, I, I think he deserves an honor for that. Yeah, absolutely. He should be in there. All right, middle of round four, my my fourth selection here for our Walk of Fame snubs here on the Cold Brew Podcast. And, you know, these, these we're getting down to some tough choices, but some guy who really uh, deserves some recognition, especially for what he did. I'm also going way back here in round four. Give me the big slugging first baseman, George Scott. Oh, he's going to be my number five. Ha <laughs> ha. Nicely done. Yes, he needs to uh, he needs to be in there absolutely. So, like, like he was such an important part of, of those teams um, in, in the in the 70s, and then of course being traded for uh, Cecil Cooper. Um, but I mean, just coming in like he was a name to help put the Brewers a little bit more on the map, and, and he was damn good. Like. He deserves some recognition and to be put in the Walk of Fame just for how he helped build the foundation of the franchise. He, so I'm going with George Scott as my snub here in round four. I was trying to see if I had it. Five-time five time Gold Glove winner with the Brewers. Oh, he played five seasons with the Brewers. Oh, what do you know? Every year, eight-time Gold Glover total. Uh, Third-place Rookie of the Year. That was back when he was with Boston. Um, yeah, I, I was put him in the walk of fame. I remember the, uh, one of the years he was a bobblehead, um, and he was literally wearing a gold glove in the bobblehead. Um, and I love it. I'm, I'm pretty sure I have it somewhere. I was trying to turn around and look while you're, they talking. called him gold glove, George, didn't they? He, <laughs> if they didn't, they should have. <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah, no, but that was, oh, I was hoping that was going to be my five or number five, but sniped. Like, not with that one, right out from under me. So, in our last round here, we got to pick someone. Um, are we deciding that, based off of their ballot, Craig Council is not eligible for manager yet? Otherwise, we should have had him higher. Yeah, I'm guessing okay. so, because they, they, they just have his years as a player. And considering he's still the active manager, I don't think they're going to put him in the walk of fame as a manager quite yet. Uh, I think you have to like be out of the job for a while before they do that. Usually. All right. Fair enough. In you can put him as a player if you'd like, but uh, yeah, I mean, maybe not. No, that's right. <laughs> he's, he's made his name. I mean, he was fun here as a player, obviously, but he's, he's truly made his name as a manager. 
Um, we're getting a little lean here now towards the end, so I'm going to go ahead and say YOLO, and I'm saying K-Rod. Give me oh. K-Rod for my number five. Brewers K-Rod closer. just wouldn't wouldn't leave. You know, he just kept on coming back, signing deals, and just staying around. And, hey, he's hanging around on the Hall of Fame ballot. He is. Um, and who knows? He may even get in there one day. And if he gets in the the big Hall of Fame, he certainly needs to be in the Brewers Walk of Fame. Right. Because there's no way the Brewers Walk of Fame should be more selective than the Hall of Fame. <laughs> just saying. No. Which is why Ted Simmons was the number one overall pick in this draft. Right. Yep. I mean, he it was only deserving. Trying to see, Absolutely. trying to remember where he was career, uh, no, that single season, career saves list. I wanted to say it was three or four, or was he farther down? No. All right. Da, 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 da. He is still number five, fifth on wow. the Brewers all-time saves list with 95 saves. Wow. Yeah, he certainly uh, is worthy of induction. All right, now... The last pick. So many names I could choose from. We got Jerry Augustine in there. Uh, We got George Bamberger, uh, Brewers manager back way back when. Sal Bando uh, was a good player back then. He was a a general manager during the 90s. His his tenure didn't go that well. Um, But, you know, he was was a key piece for the Brewers. Uh, Bill Castro, former bullpen coach. Uh, Marco Estrada and not Marco Estrada. <laughs> um, Scooter Jeanette and not Scooter Jeanette. Uh, Carlos Gomez, very interesting, very very solid choice there. JJ Hardy, uh, very intriguing as well. Uh, we got Sixto Lescano that's on there. Charlie Moore, that is. I thought about. Him I, I, I've, I've I've been thinking about Charlie Moore here. I mean, he was around for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Um, had some big moments there, especially in the early '80s and those playoff runs. Um, man, but as we're adding, um, you know, some of the newer generation guys, you know, Prince Fielder, uh, elected last year, Jeff Jenkins a couple of years ago, uh, Ben Sheets this year. Give me Ricky Weeks. Oh, in the okay. Brewers Walk of Fame. He was a, I mean, he was a, a big first-round pick, number two overall, came up, made his debut later that year, uh, you know, spent, you know, what, nine, ten more seasons with the Brewers and, you know, putting up really, really solid production year after year, just locking down second base. Um, just, I, I think, with his contributions to the organization and, and being a part of those playoff teams, in 2008, 2011, uh, give me Ricky Weeks in the Walk of Fame. Nice. I like that pick. It, that, that era really was about, it was Braun, Fielder, and Weeks. And then Hart kind of came along, I think, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Corey Hart was another one I was thinking, too. I was thinking, too. Yeah. Yeah, Corey Hart. Corey Hart makes our snubs of the snubs list. <laughs> yes, he does. Top honorable mention. Oh, man. Yeah, Corey Hart. Yeah, very uh, another very good one that I've thought about. But yeah, I, I end up going with Weeks here, but I mean Hart really not far behind at all. Nope. I mean that that was your core, mm-hmm. um, and that was a pretty damn good core. And Ryan Braun obviously is not eligible yet uh, because he just recently retired. But once he is eligible, he will be in there, and I'm assuming elected on the first ballot because look, his number may not go on the rafters, but they should put him in the walk of fame at the very least. Yeah. Yeah. Without a doubt. I, there's been plenty of, uh, uh, back and forth about whether he deserves to have the number up in the rafters and we could go on and on and on and on about it. And I can see both sides of that, but you're right. But we're running out of time in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. That, that can be, I'm sure we could look back at the podcast. We've mentioned it on, I'm sure it was more than one. Um, but Walk of Fame, without a doubt. You're right. First ballot. Yeah. I wish I could look up who were the first ballot ones were, but... Uh, um, it doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't. It just says when they were elected. Right. So there have been several, you know, 21 previous inductees, now 22 with the addition of Ben Sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, so, 
Yeah, plenty of guys in there, but uh, plenty of room for more. Yeah, definitely plenty of room for more. All, of, all ten of the guys we mentioned here deserving of yeah. induction to the Walk of Fame. A lot of real estate outside that stadium. Absolutely, absolutely. So I don't know who all votes for that or how you get a vote for that. They should send us a ballot. That's what they should no do. Kidding. Come yeah, on. we're is, we're important. This is right? a, we're, we're, we're media. Yeah. This is yeah. a respected uh, publication reviewing the brew. Come on. Exactly. Like, I mean, our job is literally to review you guys. Like, come on. Yeah. The, the current we, we'd brewers. We'd be perfect for a Walk of Fame ballot. brewers all of them. We review them all. Exactly. All right. So those are our snubs of the Brewers Walk of Fame. And honestly, we could go a couple more rounds. But, uh, yeah, there's a... A lot more work to do there, and spring training is almost here. We no longer will have to, you know, we no longer have the, oh, you know, walk of fame snubs, although this was fun, and I hope you all enjoyed it. Um, But next week when we talk, pitchers and catchers will have reported. We will have the sounds of spring training, and we will have hopefully what looks closer to spring outside. It doesn't look like that now. It looks like a whole bunch of snow just dumped on ground. Uh, it's still very cold. I go outside and the air hurts my face, and I don't like it. <laughs> but soon enough, we will have spring, and we will have baseball, and we will return to Miller Park slash American Family Field, and we will have Brewers baseball once again. And that should be enough to get us through this long, dark winter. Exactly. It's worth Oh, so close. There's going to be spring training games on TV soon. We'll be able to hear Euchre on the radio soon. It's uh, uh yes. This is this. That's why this is this is such a great time of year. You got that. You got March Madness coming up around the corner. NBA mm-hmm. trade deadline just passed, and soon All Star Game will be done, and then it'll be the final push to the post. Super Bowls this weekend. Super Bowls. Oh my gosh, the commercials, the Rihanna's uh, halftime show. I'm sure that's going to be good. Just great time of year. But the best part of it is. Spring training is coming. Yeah, you know what we didn't even get a chance to talk about on this podcast? What's that? The Brewers Page Spironic Bobblehead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, correct. We did not the talk page, about that. Uh, I, I feel like that was a joke that someone just suggested su- suggested in a in a meeting about what, what they should have as promotions. And someone took it seriously. It's like, wait, no, no, I was joking, but it was too late. The horse had left the barn. And the and the guy who uh, really decided to run with it is probably the same person who decided to put X golf in the stadium. And it was like, oh my God, we can combine the two. When, like you said, the original yeah. guy's like, no, 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 that was a joke. I, yeah. Shoot. I mean, they invited Paige Spranick the first time when they opened it up, and and she came out to the game and. I'm assuming they'll do so again for her bobblehead day. But yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be fun. We also have Uke Skywalker. I like that's that. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Craig Council Indiana Jones. Yeah. Or something. I wonder, I wonder how that's gonna look. And uh, is, is he is he whipping a sign that says no bunting? You know, <laughs> is he is he cracking the whip at his starting pitcher and yanking them from the game? Uh. You're like, it's the fifth inning. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> or maybe it's just a, a Cubs hat will be on the other end of the whip. That uh, There's a little tent of pitcher. Kissing here, get out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure it's going to have, he'll have the hat and the leather jacket and everything. That'll, that'll be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, let's see, a Brewer's Hawaiian shirt day or something. Yeah. Uh, that'll be fun. Yeah, I don't know. So it'll be uh, yeah. That, that's that's been the. Don't forget. Oh yes, Cookie Monster Owlhead, of course. How, how could I forget Cookie Monster? Didn't we have an Elmo one recently too? Yeah, I think Elmo was uh, last year. So that's just the thing now. Sesame Street nights. I guess so. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I don't know. Collect them all. All right, that'll do it for. <laughs> This edition of the Cold Brew Podcast. Before we get even further off the rails here, uh, for Matt Carroll, I'm Dave Gasper. We'll see you next time with spring training when it's here 
uh, for another episode of the Cold Brew Podcast.